Hey everybody, we are back after a long time <laughs> with a new episode of the Nintendo Pipeline podcast. Um, I'm your host today, CMM, but you can call me Clay. And with me, I have... Uh, I am One Up Muffin on the Discord, but you can call me Jared. It sounded like you forgot who you were for a moment there. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. But we also have a special guest today who is... Uh, Theorymon. Uh, well, that's how most of you know me, but you can just call me Chaz for now. Cool. So, um, today we are doing an episode, finally, on Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Um, came out last month, uh, towards, I believe, October 20th was the day. Um, yep. first fully new 2D Mario in uh, over 10 years, um, I'm stoked. I, I love the game. I know most of us, all of us here have at least finished it. Uh, some of us have 100%ed it and maybe multiple times, and we'll let you guess who that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, I would have got further in it, but I was on uh, I was on the middle of World 6 yesterday, and I said, mm -hmm. oh, I need to beat this game before the podcast, so I just yeah. sprinted through the last world to this point. You did. Yeah, good call. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Th this is going to be... Um, a very spoilery episode um so if maybe you are considering picking this up still and don't want to know everything or you might be grabbing it over the holidays yeah. and i mean we like can that. always say like spoiler free thoughts really quick yeah we'll we'll, yeah. we'll start we'll start with some spoiler free thoughts i think that's a good idea um so since you're our guest theory uh what is your overall opinion of the game um i guess it's actually a bit complicated so especially since my views on mario games tend to change over time sure yeah but you my... play every 2d mario every year correct y yeah except for super mario brothers special because i hate that game <laughs> understandable <laughs> <laughs> but um my current thought is it did the thing i wanted the most which was it brought forth a new level design philosophy for mario because like mm. i know that, like a lot of people consider this a hot take but like before this new super mario brothers view was actually my favorite 2D Mario. Always mm -hmm. it's campaign. I'm not counting the maker games because that's mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and despite my love for that game, it really felt like it was very much like an expansion pack sequel to New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Like, here's more levels of these type, but more. Right. And like, yeah, it has a lot of content, and I like that. Um. And sometimes I, a surprising thing as I played through Wonder for the fourth time was um, I don't think Wonder actually really outclassed New Super Mario Bros. U for me, but rather it complemented it for me. Like, mm -hmm. it does things differently enough where, like, it almost feels like the game's level design and, like, how the levels were designed were deliberately avoiding the sort of template New Super Mario Bros. U would have. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, what about you, One Up? What is your since you've recently um, completed it? I'm curious what your thoughts are generally. Yeah, I feel like what I felt with pretty much most of the new Super Mario Brothers series is really great level designs, but each level doesn't really excite me as a whole. But I felt like Wonder, a lot of the levels just feel just feel magical in a way of like they're they're surprising or they do something i've never seen a 2d mario game do or they're just visually like exciting um but no i i thought it was a really well-made game 
and uh, yeah, I had a great time with that. Yeah, I know on my end, I had some concerns, um, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, but in terms of like, well, what happens if you play through the levels and ignore the wonders? Like, you know, how about the game structure? Like, what freedom do you have? What, what, you know, are you going to be able to do a warp zone and skip worlds? Like what, you know, how is that going to fare? Um, but, um, on the whole, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, there, there's, there's some things I wish were a little bit different, but overall, uh, the game really hit the sweet spot for me um, for Mario. And it basically just left me wanting more, which is a good thing. Yeah, um, I don't know if any of you felt this, but a common thought every time I was playing like a really crazy level of wonder is I want that in Mario maker. I want to do something <laughs> yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a fairly common thought. Everyone's kind of like, yeah, let's, I want how I, I, the, I think one of the biggest questions I kept seeing people ask, like, after playing the game is like, what's Mario Maker 3 going to look like then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, how are they going to incorporate this stuff? And I mean, who knows? But, um, okay, so that's sort of the the, the quick and easy spoiler-free version. Um, if you are wondering if the game's good, the game is very good. Um, definitely buy it. Not that we're telling you anything you haven't heard before. Um, but I'd like to spend more time talking about the game, like, in detail um for as much as we can that will include spoilers um so you have been warned uh turn back now if you go go play the game it's it's great it's not super long um so first off um the wonder flowers are a big part of this game's level design they're a part of the game's like you know very core to the game how do you guys feel that that worked out in the final product um, you want me to start? Or... Yeah, you can start. <laughs> okay, so um, it almost reminded me. So, do you remember like the Ask the Developers thing where Wonder Flowers came about because it felt like there weren't any surprises in Mario anymore? Yeah. So something that was make that that was making me think about is if you look back in Mario history when they're like trying to introduce a really big new core thing to the game. Yeah. The Mari, the people at Nintendo are really good at like nailing so much of the concepts on their first try, but at the same time, you always think of ways where you're like, I know they can improve that in the next game. Right. So, um, like, yeah, I, I had a lot of questions when the game was revealed too. Like, yeah, well, what if you skip a level? And what I find really interesting about Wonder compared to New Super Mario Brothers U is it almost feels like a lot of levels have like a different level design philosophy like like most like most linear mario games like at least the modern ones they do what what nintendo calls like the kisho tenkensu approach where basically you introduce the concept you expand on it provide a twist and then you end it with something that sort of mirrors the course like you see that in New Super Mario Brothers U all the time, right? But with Wonder, Wonder is not afraid to go. No, we're doing something different this time. Like, um, um a pretty big example is um. Let me think here. <laughs> oh yeah, so um, a really good example of this is um the Cosmic Hippo stage. Yes. 
where the stage at first, like it's all about, say, you know, you hop on hippos and stuff. It doesn't necessarily like go too crazy and expanding on the concept. It's like you put the hippos in these places and you use them to climb a mountain. Yeah. Now, and say like New Super Mario Brothers U, maybe the twist would be something like, oh, well, now there's Lagatus on the top. So you have to avoid spinies as you platform with hippos. And that, that'd be fine. But Wonder does is it uses the Wonder Flower and is like, the twist is you went too high and <laughs> now you're floating in space. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, I noticed that like somewhat like something that's really neat to notice is that without fail, almost I think like every single Wonder Flower relates to the course's concept in some way. But it's not like the usual Mario twist every time where it's like, well, now it's this challenge, but tougher. Sometimes it's like they try to dig deeper on a more philosophical level on what they're trying to do. Like another fun example, you know, that course in the desert world with yep. the balloon fish and not, and not like not the secret one, but like the earlier one. Yeah. So at first I thought, you know, the wonder flower didn't really seem to have anything to do with the course at first. I'm like, you become a balloon and you fly through. And then that's when it hit me. Oh, that's how it relates. You're right. The balloon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Instead of jumping on the balloons, you are the balloon. I love that for oh. the the Wubba levels. Yes. Uh, where yeah. you become the Wubba. Uh, great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, there's a few stages in the game that are like that, where you either become the mechanic or you turn into an enemy. Um, mm -hmm. that is prevalent in the stage. Like there's the uh the hopper, um, stages where you know now you're able to jump and you're jumping at stupid heights and you're like you're able to break things with your head and like go through them i should say um, yeah and the, the level where you're a goomba and you're running away from those things that eat goombas <laughs> right. yes i love that twist there's, uh, there's so much like clever things in this game like i i, I played mario u i it just feels like a collection of random like I, I i know the level design is great but in my head my vague memory of it it's like a lot of collections of just like a bunch of moving platforms and like everything rotates and like i don't really remember any like specific themes or levels stuff or, doesn't stand out as much doesn't stand out yeah, quite as like, much that was actually like a huge difference i noticed like even though i would say the closest Mar wonder gets in terms of level design is like you at the same time like a big difference i noticed is that you super mario brothers you is really obsessed with like a lot of its gimmicks being like here's this weird moving platform mm -hmm. like you said right while with wonder wonder will be like here's this entirely new enemy you're only going to see in like one or two levels right a complete suit of animations and yeah. that's what this level's about yeah so it's it's much easier to remember say oh this is the course where the birds blow bubbles at you and you have to climb into the cave yep. rather than yep. play a great new super mario brothers U level like uh Spitting platforms of doom, which is like a post-game level, like a really nasty swamp level with spitting platforms. That's cool, but like if you showed a screen, someone a screenshot of that level, they probably have no idea what that is. Right. With wonder, like you could just show the enemy, and everyone will be like, "Oh, I loved that course." You said you said the bouncing hippo level. Like I knew what it was immediately, and I know there's a secret one too. But yeah, yeah exactly. Like wonder is a lot better at making its levels distinct, which doesn't necessarily totally impact my opinion on the game as strange as that is mm -hmm. but it definitely makes it clear clear why it's much better received yeah it's it's definitely more um, memorable at any you know any instant and something that's kind of neat and i think 
even actually ties into that is that when you clear a level in wonder it takes a you know it shows you like a screenshot of oh, yes. your time during the level mm -hmm. and you're like oh right yep that was you know that was this stage um and i'm one of those weirdos who takes a lot of uh switch screenshots so i would screenshot the screenshot that it gave me at the end of <laughs> of every stage you know it's great <laughs> Uh, if you ever go into the menu after you complete a stage, yeah, um, yeah, it has the photo right there, so you can yeah. take a bigger picture. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I thought that was cute. Um, the the other thing I the thing that stood out to me with the level design too, just on in general, um, not just the the wonders and stuff, is that one one common thing in that started a new Super Mario Bros. We um, that is no longer here that I'm actually quite happy about is the whole like pseudo cave pseudo fake wall thing where it's very yeah. telegraphed um you know and you kind of like go to like a thing that's like maybe it's shaped like instead of it being like a flat shape it's like a, a curve and when you walk oh. into it you realize it's a yeah it's a fake wall it's a door and has yeah, a sequel they, yeah they didn't has do it here secret. really yeah, yeah that's like, gone I entirely necessarily, i don't necessarily like dislike those on a yeah no level but Same. like I felt like they could get sort of overused. <laughs> yeah. And like that's gone. So you can't rely on that anymore, you know, to find um to find secrets. secrets. Um which I was able to find every secret um except for one <laughs> uh which I had to ask Mondo help for because I literally was at it for like an hour and I'm like I'm losing my mind. What what am oh, I doing wow. wrong? Um and it's funny because like I had an idea as to what it was and I my brain was just kind of like, "Nah." Um, and that is, there's an early level, uh, World 1, in the mm. underground pipe section where yep. it's about pushing pipes. And there's a oh, part yeah. where you need to uh, push a pipe to the left, and there's a few bricks um, on the floor that prevent you from pushing said pipe. And I'm like, those bricks have to mean something. But like my brain was never like, yeah, blow them up, and then you can push the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that one was like, I felt like an idiot after that. But uh, for the most part... Every secret in the game, you know, is, is, or like, you know, the main secrets in terms of collectibles and alternate exits and, um, you know, the, the stuff for, for completion. Um, it feels generally less telegraphed, um, and you still feel smart for having, mm. having figured it out. Yeah. Although I don't know if this is strange, but, or not, but didn't find any secret exit as tough as I'm not kidding you the first secret exit in new super mario brothers u that's like that one got me so hard <laughs> remind me how that one it's so it's that one's like it's an underground stage so it's like right. the very like oh this is one dash two it's an underground stage right but what they do in that one is they fake you out thinking oh it's just a bonus area but there's a secret above the secret that's actually the real secret. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very meta. Which yeah. Is good. Or how New Super Mario Bros. U can often be. Yeah. And Wonder took some of that, too, it did. as well. But there's I'll, some very I'll talk weird... talk about that later. Yeah, actually, I was kind of curious. So, in this game, um, you have certain areas where you're forced to play a string of levels. And then you have open areas, very commonly, where... You can pick which level you want to do, and you don't have to do all of them because progression is gated by the wonder seeds that you have, sort of akin to Mario 3D World or 3D Land, where to to get to the castle or to play the castle, um, you need a certain number of wonder seeds to you know get rid of the ugly piranha plant thing covering it. Mm -hmm. um, 
so it's interesting and and all the levels are also labeled in terms of difficulty um and there's also like mini challenges and side challenges and badge challenges and all that so how you play through the game especially if you're not going for everything and you're just kind of playing through the game um is very different i think for each person um because each everybody's going to see different things um so I'm, i know us well, I know you. I'll, I'll speak. I'll say I'm confident for for you, Theory. Like we were just kind of going. We, you and I were definitely both just going through and hundred percenting, like as yeah. as we went. Yeah. But I don't know if that was the case for you, Muffin. I I didn't one hundred percent. I I hundred percent in most levels, but I definitely did play every level in every world. Okay. Yeah. Um, so okay. the regular worlds. It, it it's interesting because yeah, like that's me knowing I'm going to, I want to play everything. So I, I just kind of go and, and do everything. Oh yeah. Cause it's so fun. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I think no, the average that, person, you know, who goes through, you know, of course is, is not necessarily going to play every level, at least not like immediately. They might go back later, but like they may want to, you know, progress more into, um, the game. So that's, that's interesting. Um, as yeah, well. That's how my brother's been playing the game. He's been like, I'll come back to that secret later. I want to see more. Right. But the thing that's yeah. interesting with this and what my point was with in terms of like the linear sage order and then the open order is that like secret exits in this game are different than yeah. they usually are. Because most of the time when you get a secret exit in a Mario game, it's taking you to another split of the map. But in this game a lot of the secret exits are in areas where it doesn't impact where you can travel next. Um, yeah, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So, you know, there was a specific Mario game that reminded me of. It reminded me of a uh, Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, actually. Mm -hmm. where, like, sometimes they would have secret stars that were not related to your course objective. Right. I guess it makes sense because, like, it was literally mentioned and asked the inner uh, asked the devs that um there was a bit more of a 3d mario influence this time mm -hmm. like the whole structure of the wonder seas like though the open map you choose your places and maybe even yeah. choose your path like that feels a lot more like a three like a linear 3d mario game like galaxy right and what we're they, used to the yeah they do and I, I love the wonder seed as like this star-like collectible rather than the more um not disposable, but the the lesser important purple coins. Uh, I thought I thought it was interesting having that that distinction. Yeah, they they kind of try to gate you in such a way that like you need to play some amount, but you don't have to play all of it uh, to be able to to progress. And you know that part I'm I'm actually fine with. I'm not super wild about like needing. A certain number of wonder seeds to complete um a world um i'm not super wild about the secret exits being kind of some of them are very much like the only difference with the secret exit is that you get oh, a different yeah. wonder seed um yeah some of those, are, some of those are they make you just replay the same level twice almost yeah. exactly the same which, yeah that's like yeah when i was getting at like how like nintendo's good at like nailing concepts but like when it's their first time doing something, there's clear room for improvement. Yeah. And the wonders, like, those courses where it's just, like, you just do the same thing, but you don't get the Wonder Flower, or, yep. like, mm. Mm, that's not that's not my favorite use of the Wonder no. Flower. <laughs> yeah, and what reminds me, that it was one of the concerns I had with that 
goes back to New Super Mario Bros. 2, where um, a lot of the level design in that game is very much built around collecting coins and, and, and you know, exploring that. And if you, for example, go back to that game and you're not interested in, in doing the coin shenanigans again, and you're like, well, I'm just going to kind of play through it. The issue for me with that game is that the levels become much less interesting because there's a lot less going on if you don't engage with that mechanic. Yeah. So I was wondering if the same would happen with the Wonder Flower, where, you know, if I'm to play through a stage again or repeat playthrough and, you know, or I don't care about, you know, obviously you have to do some of the Wonder Flower stuff to get enough seeds, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if I just yeah. skip the Wonder Flower, like, is the stage still fun? And I think it definitely does that better than New Super Mario Bros. 2 did um, easily. Yes. And um, the stage I mean, generally is still fun. Yeah. Um, and so, some, some, it could be pretty different if you didn't do it. Yeah, there were some courses that I thought, like, did the whole almost sort of like choose your adventure thing better yeah. than just being, well, just play the same course again. Some of them, though, it's like, the wonder flower is like basically at the end and if you skip the wonder flower you basically just hit the goal pole <laughs> mm. yeah like i noticed like i haven't i didn't like write anything down about this but in my mind i've been thinking well i'm going to do a playthrough where i start categorizing these wonder flowers and there is a type that where it almost feels like it's a more elaborate bonus room yeah which isn't necessarily mm. a bad thing yep but th that's actually something i found interesting because like Compared to something like New Super Mario Bros. U, which is really consistent about, like, this is how we design the levels in this game. Yeah. Super Mario Bros. Wonder is, like, sometimes, like, well, for this level, um, we only have one concept, and the Wonder Flower is just this cute bonus room that flips the idea completely on its head. Like, right. oh, like, remember that course where it's a lava stage? But the Wonder Flower effect, it makes it rain and you start going through bubbles. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that almost felt like a bonus area just going, wouldn't it be funny if the lava stage became a water level? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I will say, just for in case of for Wonder Flowers, uh, I thought the diff, like the idea of categorizing was interesting. The one I thought was really awesome at first, the musical one, I yep. feel like when I saw like the Bowser stage, like the last world musical one i thought that one was kind of weak and i was like all right i've seen enough musical ones and this one's kind of like the weakest one so oh, having this right. in an otherwise very cool world i don't know yeah I, I remember what you're talking about the musical ones are interesting because like essentially like that that is a wonder flower gimmick that is you know obviously it does affect gameplay because things are moving in sync to the music but it's mostly a cosmetic yeah um centric gimmick mm -hmm. which is not something that is typical um to nintendo level design i think so that like yeah sometimes yeah, you get you know the like... piranha plant singing thing or whatever and you're like oh holy shit like that's that's weird <laughs> it was so fun yeah, and different i was yeah, the first time you see really shocked by that but the funny thing is uh i guess i shouldn't be shocked because like i don't know if any of you remember this but back in 2019 tezuka was talking about how yeah, we're going to be paying attention to Mario Maker 2. Yeah. The next Mario game. And there's, like, 
those musical stages, people yep. make those in Mario Maker yeah, too. There's like, like a whole <laughs> Mario Maker subculture of music stages. Yeah, and obviously like they aren't as absolutely insane as like wandering it. You don't see dancing piranha plants, but some of them do get like crazy to the point where you're like, how did they make that? Yeah. So I can't help but think like that was probably something the people at Nintendo were looking at and go, Oh, we gotta do those. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, and they also that, feel like a lot like those like Rayman Origin stages. Or maybe yeah. was it Rayman Legends? Legends, yeah. Legends yes, I was thinking ones. about that too. Yeah, I definitely those definitely came to mind. It's not quite how they are in Legends, but the important thing is that gameplay is happening to the music and, and things are um you know, things are changing because of it. There's that those that pair of courses that is specifically the um blocks that appear and disappear in time to the beat oh yes mm, will... yeah that reminded me of galaxy course a little bit yeah definitely with like the beat block galaxy and stuff um and that course is always funny to play online because <laughs> if you ever play if you ever play like climb to the beat online yeah you hear constant like mario ghosts screaming around you <laughs> <laughs> everyone's scrambling yeah yeah speaking of music in general i feel like this game has like more of a musicy focus than definitely probably any other mario like game there's even like some like multiple levels that are kind of like rhythm mini games like dun 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 jump yeah um, like the ninja like jump to the beat yeah. and i think that's very clever there's even a badge that turns every single course into a rhythm level yeah yeah <laughs> and like what's crazy is like the game literally has modified music for every single course just for that badge. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's cool. I haven't that's really amazing. even used that badge yeah, too I much didn't yet. I have not used that one yet. The badges. Like, the weird thing is, is like, it only gives you a single coin every time you do it to the beat. But I think it's honestly made more for like people to record videos and brag about how they beat the game in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what the, the generally what the expert badges are. Um, where it's like, oh, you can go through the whole game invisible, or you can do the rapid, you know, dash, like, you know, um, and see the crazy things you can do there, or, you know, um, there's weird shit that you can do with the grappling vine, or there's different, yeah. you know, stuff like that. The, the, the badge grappling vine seems so powerful that I don't want to use it, you know? I, I you intentionally know didn't use badges on my first playthrough. Uh yeah same like i think i used the dolphin kick but then otherwise yeah. i just sort of stuck with the coin boost same I got weirder in the other ones and even then i eventually shut it off i was like oh well you know but once i finished i went back to stuff with badges and, and found it very interesting um it's nice to see all of the different like some of the different jumping and movement mechanics from past mario games show up and the new stuff like obviously the grappling hook is new for mario but like the Super Mario Bros. Two, like crouch jump, yeah, um, being oh, a badge was cool. Yeah, I like that. It feels so good. Well, um, it's actually, it's funny you bring that up. Like, I think that's actually like the reason why I'm starting to think this is my favorite 2D Mario. Mm -hmm. It's the badges and like, it, oftentimes when I like replay Mario games, I try to play them in a totally different way. I have right. Before. And badgers are really good at facilitating yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, and that's what's fun like... about I, I what I think you know people describe 2D Mario and they're like, oh, it's this linear game, and I don't really agree with that. Um, 
the courses split off in different ways. You can play through with different power-ups or without different power-ups or with different types of challenges. And you can go through courses in different ways because there are, you know, different bonus areas and there's different routes through the game. So, like, you yeah. know, playing through Super Mario Bros. 1, like, trying to go through the whole game as small Mario or, you know, um, maybe trying to play through the game and make sure you have the Fire Flower to, to kill Bowser on every single castle or maybe you want to do the any percent thing where you're using the warp roots to get, you know, the fastest clear or, you know, you're playing to get, like, score maximum or score minimum or, or whatever. Um, yeah. I think that's very important to the nature of, of 2D Mario. So the, the badges really make sense to me yeah. um, from that perspective. Yeah, I think those... Like, oh, God. oh, I was going to say, especially like even with the easy badges, yeah. they found interesting stuff to do with them. Like, you know, the exclamation point badge, which is sort of like... Yeah. Almost like uh, the switch from world applied yep. to every course. Mm -hmm. My second run was actually focused on me using that badge for every course. Mm -hmm. to rescue ghosts like i was specifically able <laughs> to save and that badge is insane to me because it's a full-blown easy mode like with yeah. almost every single skill check with like flower coins yeah that's that's amazing add blocks so then it's easier and it gets it gets so crazy they even made an easter egg with it you go back to the first course there's an entire bonus area you only get with that badge. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's amazing. Like, it, you, there's no, like, you don't need to 100% the game. Yeah. It's just there because the game's going, hey, you went back here, so let's give you something special. Yeah. That's right. so clever. And that kind of goes back to what they were saying about secrets. Like, the original game, you'd find, like, hidden blocks or weird things, um even after playing for 20 years and yeah. Mario three kind of upped the ante with that as well, where it's like, there's secrets and little things everywhere. And I'm glad they kind of were looking at that and, and wanted to reignite that type of approach. Yeah. I noticed that wonder, like wonder has like quite a few secrets that remind me of super Mario brothers three. Even I don't think the level designs that similar. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, like that secret in the first level with the exclamation point block reminds me of how Super Mario Bros. 3 would have some really obscure hidden one-ups or stuff like, hey, you can swim over the waterfall, go on top of the platform, and there's a secret. Wonder is full of that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, they have like those little sections where it's like, if you happen to be able to jump on the ceiling, you get some coins. Or like, if you happen to have x power up here and or a badge that makes it easier for you to get up here not that you can't normally but you know it's just like little tiny things that are that just give you small things or there's like a flower who says something funny um, yeah i feel like um odyssey was really good at that too yeah some yeah. of the secrets were really like you, you got to this weird place uh like really high up in the sky we'll give you a little coin for it yeah uh there's a funny one, actually. Uh, you know, in the first bull rush level? Yes. Well, if you do the Wonder Flower, so, you know, there's not a bottomless pit by that flag. You could just jump off the clouds and there's ground. Mm -hmm. You can go underneath the flagpole and there is a flower who's like, oh, you found me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's underneath great. the goal pole. And I only found that like my fourth run of the game. It's amazing. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, and there's, you know, even some of the normal quote-unquote secrets that are more progression secrets are very clever, like, this pipe can't hold the both of us, 
and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then you stand on it, and it takes you off screen, and you're like, okay, and now you're falling. Like, there's this cutscene of you falling. It's, like, so weird. Yeah. <gasps> um, It's funny, though, even though it had Super Mario Bros. 3-like secrets, I also noticed it had a really specific kind of secret you mostly saw in New Super Mario Bros. U. Mm-hmm. So, an interesting thing about New Super Mario Bros. U is that a lot of courses in that game have these really tiny little secrets that you're only going to find if you're, like, really obsessed with the game's mechanics. Mm-hmm. So, like, say, the Screwtop Tower in New Super Mario Bros. U. Yeah. So, there, that thing reappears in Challenge Mode as a really difficult time trial, and it turns out the secret is that they're expecting you to use a ground pound boost. For oh, those of I you see. that don't, yeah. don't know what that is, when you ground pound in New Super Mario Bros. U, and in Wonder as well, you get a tiny little boost in the air. It's really hard to notice. Yeah. But what happens mm-hmm. is, is this can push you over the top of semi-solid platforms, and you'll now land on them. Yep. So that course has like entire sections where if you do a wall jump and a ground pound boost, you can skip an entire obstacle. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're very and... conscious and aware of what so... the mechanics they've created can allow you to do. The reason why I bring that up is because Wonder actually does that same exact thing in a few courses. Um, do you remember that course in the Fungi Mines with the mushrooms? Uh, up Shroom, Down Shroom. The one with the cool pumpkin Wonder Flower. Oh, yes. So, do you know that part where you, there's a 10 flower coin? Yep. And it's like, it's really easy to miss it unless you got a power up because mushroom goes up and it's like, oh, I can't reach it now. Yep. Turns out they specifically designed it where if you do a wall chump and a ground pound boost, you get just enough height to reach it. So you don't need a power up. Right. So they have parts everywhere where it's like, yes, it's easier to do with a power up or a badge, but you don't need them. You just got to think. Yeah. What techniques can I use to get there? Yeah, it's very important to me that they made it so that especially all of the like progression based secrets, you don't need a badge to get any of those. Um, in fact, I found you don't need a, f- you actually don't need a badge for a single flower coin at a standard stage. Yeah, every single one has some other way to get them. Yeah, um, which I think is great because that lets people kind of do it in different ways and and figure out different ways of approaching the same. Yes, secret. And it goes it goes further than that too. Like um, this blew my mind on my fourth run. Where I actually focus on like using Yoshi, seeing how can I cheese the game with Yoshi. I've been meaning to play through with Yoshi, yeah. And it turns out, um, because of Yoshi, you don't need to use the parachute cap badge at all in the game, not even in the challenges. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So like in the second parachute cap challenge, there's an interesting mechanic of wonder, where if you crap do like a crouch jump, you don't use certain badges. You'll still do a spin. Mm-hmm. So because of that. Yoshi can beat the entire course without the parachute cap. Oh, that's neat. And get cool. every single flower coin. He could just 100% it, even get the golden flagpole. <laughs> and it makes the stage much more difficult. But yeah. it almost felt like a challenge mode sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, but it's like, like cool that you can do that. And then another good one. The break time one in which, World 3. So you know the one where it's like you got to hit those blocks and dash across them before yes. you run out of time? So, uh, it turns out, you don't need to hit those dash blocks at yeah. all. You could just use the Jet Run badge with either Yoshi or the Bubble, yep. and make it into a really difficult platforming stage. Yeah, I saw, I think, 
that what is that channel uh louis louis i don't know how they say their name luigi bros lugi bros um they show a lot of like mario secrets and they do zelda secrets too but they show a lot of mario secrets and challenge runs and they showed there's a couple of those courses that use the 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 timer blocks um and they don't hit any of them um because it's possible to complete the stage without hitting them i don't think you actually like i think the only stage where you absolutely need to hit a timer block is um that spike ball special stage and that's it yeah yeah and that's kind of a one and done yeah um oh speaking of badges um i just wanted to mention this before i forget i thought those badge challenge stages were really cool and they're oh, really i love fun. those little yes. side thing like all the all those little side stages are really cool but the badge ones in particular just like because like obviously levels can't force you to use the badges so having those specific badge challenges i thought was a lot of fun yeah and they were very clever yeah it felt mario maker-esque to yeah me yeah like, a lot of people like to make mario maker stages where they're like we want you to have this specific power up which is like right really goes against what 2d mario is usually yep. about because 2d mario it may be linear but like you were mentioning before clay it's like there's a very sandboxy element to it where it's like everyone's one of the stages is going to be different but badges are a good way to is like one of those the many the many ways where wonders like we're doing a different spin on this than usual we're not we're not following the usual mario playbook right so I thought it was really good that Wonder would go out of its way to go, here's a set of stages with a completely different approach to level design. Yeah, and like those break time stages are very interesting because they they have such range to them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are as simple as like, there's that one, I think that's somewhat later in the game, that's like the rotating, I don't want to say maze, but you know what I mean? It's like the rotating oh, I box. I love that one. Yeah, yeah uh, that was a fun one. And then there's like, there's then you have the one where you have the the drill cap and like it's just you go through a few rooms like by going underneath some walls and like it's in a crate at the end or then you have the ones that are just the the music ones again where you're like killing piranha plants and it's playing like delfino plaza in the background yeah, or whatever those are so cute yeah it almost reminded me like have you guys ever heard of uno moss levels in mario maker mm, no i don't think i've heard okay. that so basically they're usually these incredibly quick stages that mm. aren't often about challenge but they're basically just showing some sort of technique or weird thing you didn't know about mario maker right like say there might be a course where it's like i remember one where it's like you're trapped in this one way and you're like oh no i'm soft locked and then this big mushroom appears in a specific way and pushes you through them and you're like i didn't know the game worked like that right that's what break times often reminded me of they're just showing little snippets of things that you didn't think about yeah and they're fast and furious and are kind of nice to break up the pacing too and yeah. it's also it's cool way to oh. put devs how devs put silly little ideas in there I also, yeah. I also like how some of the break times spawn from clearing other levels or clearing mm-hmm. a special exit um in other levels um it kind of helped um kind of improve that situation a bit since they don't really provide alternate actual alternate paths most of the time um the ones that do are strange like the first secret exit in the game um yeah where all it does is it brings you to captain toad (laughs) 
Um, And he says some shit and gives you some coins and then you just go back to the pipe. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that was so strange to me because like when that happened, I'm like, oh, am I about to skip a ton of stuff? Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) I, I guess that is probably my biggest issue with the game in that it doesn't have the traditional like warp route. Um, obviously if you're, you know, there's unintended, um, ways to skip the first three worlds, but, um, in terms of going through a repeat playthrough and saying like, Hey, like, you know, like Mario one, I can skip to world four, you know, whatever. Every 2d Mario game, um, has some sort of form of that. Um, whether it's a standard warp, uh, room or it's, you know, the magic whistle or it's, you know, how Star Road works in Mario World, or, you know... Um, like how you would just be like, here's this island pops up. Right. Just, like You play a weird course, and now you're in a completely different world. Right. Like, all of them have that, but Wonder does not. Um, now that surprised me a lot. <laughs> it surprised me, and that is actually one of the things that surprised me in a not good way. Um, because... The, the freedom with which you can travel um, through 2D Mario, I think, is so much fun and is a lot of fun for repeat playthroughs. Um, so when I first was playing through and got to the special world, I was like, oh, okay, this, this looks like Star Road already. So I'm guessing once I finish this stage, and wherever it will take me, it'll let me warp to a different world. But it doesn't. It just... Yeah. splits you out on that platform and all you can do is go back <laughs> essentially yeah um that was really weird <laughs> yeah so like i was super stoked when special world showed up and i was like oh what is happening here like i'm going someplace and uh then i was kind of let down when i beat the stage that oh it's just kind of like this is just the hub for whenever you know you end up it, it getting almost, access to the other stages it almost made me wonder if like Nintendo is thinking, man, it, it sucks about nobody remembers World 7 in Super Mario Bros. <laughs> so we're so going to make like, you play it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I almost wondered if it was like almost like a bit of a pride thing. No, you are playing through our game this time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's neat because the second half of the game lets you choose the world order, which is nice. Um, it's something that I kind of wish happened earlier. Um and I do I've... like the Petal Islands as like a mm-hmm. almost like a yeah. central part where you have to actually play stages in between worlds. I thought that was interesting, but yeah, it's almost, very restrictive. Almost sometimes felt like a good way to decompress too. Yeah, because I, I noticed like I still haven't like nailed down what the difficulty curve of Wonder is. Like they even mentioned this in Asset Devs where they're like, it's not really a difficulty curve, but like. They throw in some harder stages in early if you just want to do them. Right. Yeah, the, the star difficulty system was interesting, how you kind of can just, like, stick to easy mode stages if you want to until, like, the end. But, yeah, it's a good way of having, like, dynamic difficulty. There's a lot of dynamic difficulty things, which is cool. Yeah, like yeah. the exclamation point badge that mm-hmm. we talked about earlier is yeah, crazy. Yeah, the Yoshis and the... Yeah. Um... And um, not only that, but, like... I'm still actually finding new stuff that sort of blows my mind in this game. Yeah. Like, just from the multiplayer, I've, like... Oh, I've yeah. Doing... We could talk about that. Oh, I, I might as well mention this. 
I'm just gonna warn you all, this is for the very final stage of the game. Yep. So the badge marathon. Yeah, so the final so, final test. <laughs> which is actually like one of my favorite final exam style courses in the series now. Mm-hmm. But it got even better for me because I was doing races with them. So like, you know, racing against people. Right. Like with and friend lobbies. And um I had a really close race where I barely won, but this guy kept going ahead of me in the jet run section. I'm like, I don't get how this guy's so much faster than me. Well, it turns out there's a secret in that area. <laughs> it turns out if you decide I'm going to run off the, pl- the first platform instead of jumping, yep. you actually land on a missile, which yep. increases your speed. So they went as far as to include shortcuts into even the final stage. And like, to be clear, there's no benefit for doing this in single player. Yeah. But in multiplayer, you need to do that shortcut. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it blew my mind. It's like, how many layers to this level design is there? Like, is this the first Mario game where they literally designed some courses in mind for multiplayer races? <laughs> yeah, there's there's some weird stuff. Um, the other thing, uh, I know we haven't mentioned it yet, and it does play into multiplayer as well, are obviously the characters do not have differences in terms of... Um, well, the standard characters do not have differences in mm-hmm. terms of gameplay. However... There are hidden blocks that only will visually appear when you're oh, playing yes. as yeah, a character. I, I don't, I don't really care for that. I'm not crazy about it, um, but I will admit the well, the part I didn't like for that is um, my least favorite stages in the game. Mm-hmm. Well, like at least the non-standard ones were often the search parties. Yeah, often just felt like. It was a bunch of people online jumping into the air until they found hidden blocks. I didn't like <laughs> yeah. that. So, okay, I think I think I'm gonna defend search parties for a second. Okay. I think they're pretty cute to play online because you get this community aspect. I was doing one of them, and there there's one really like kind of hard where you have like a drill and you have to like go on a moving platform. Yep. Go That's drill under a wall, and like. People were just being so friendly and nice. Like the one person who figured it out was like, hey, everybody else, come over here. Yes, I did. I love that one, actually. (laughs) And we just and we just stayed and like just kept because like there's some like little kid or whatever who just like could not understand what we were doing. So we just kept demonstrating and demonstrating and like they finally figured it out. And it was like, yes. Yeah, it just felt like it felt like such a nice thing that we like multiple people were helping this. Obviously, like much like worse player, newer player, uh, figure it out too. Oh yeah, I had a moment like that as well. Not not in a search party, although that one's my favorite search party because it doesn't revolve around invisible blocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, I think one of the most memorable things in the game for me now was actually a multiplayer, where um, so you know the first secret exit in the game. Mm-hmm where you have to jump over a pipe after you get the musical wonder seed mm-hmm. and you go into the pipe. So I would like to show people how to get there. And I think one of the most memorable things to me is I taught someone how to run that way. Like it was very clearly a little kid. Like he was only jumping while walking, having a hard time. And I just kept going there over and over again, showing them how to do that. Once he figured it out, 
for that first time in that course, he started running and he was just running everywhere in the secret. <laughs> it's like, I just teach this person, this kid to play Mario. Yeah. You taught him the beep dash. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, it's funny. I, I, speaking of that, um, I was on a Mario discord server where there was actually a debate about the, the B dash, believe it or not. Or and... there should still be a thing. Oh yeah. It's like, as like for wonder like wonder likes to break the mold in mario a lot but there's some stuff where it's very strictly traditional like right it's so traditional about the run button yeah where you can't even like remap the button in the switch controls to go be like okay i can run and shoot there's apparently a buffer where if you try to shoot you will stop running like, yeah it will not let you do both so it's like staunchly traditional in some way in some unexpected ways so I guess there's been some, I guess some some debate on like, you know, should it stick around? Like it got to the point where they force you to do a wiggler race, literally just to be like, hold the run button. Already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I find very interesting. There there are certain rules of Mario that are unwritten. That there's a lot of people who like maybe don't play. 2D Mario very often, and they don't realize, but, like, to people who do play them, it's like, oh, yeah, no, of course it's that way. And one of those, the most common example, I think, is um, the whole, if you're touching a pipe that a piranha plant comes out of, it will not come out of the pipe until you've stopped touching it. Um, yes, except... Hasn't that always been a Mario? So, yeah, except for one thing. Um, yeah. Lost Levels and its love of... Uh, Being an asshole? Yeah. Um, <laughs> has a piranha plant that ignores that rule. <laughs> yeah, of course it does. And, like, What's fun is that it will actually like make courses designed around that, where it's like, it turns pipes into these really scary platforms. It's like, I see that red piranha plant there, I can't be on there for long. Right. Um, but yeah, like the whole, like, if you touch the pipe from the side, the piranha plant's not going to come out. Or like... <laughs> You know, um, just like little things, um, yeah, it's like funny. that. Some, sometimes it even applies beyond 2D Mario. Like, yeah, um, I've been playing Mario R the Mario RPG remake, and it mm -hmm. follows that rule too, which yeah. sort of blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, like that's just kind of like one of those things. Like, oh, that's that's how it is here. Like. <laughs> And some people will know that and some people won't. And then you explain it to someone who does it and all of a sudden the way they see the game changes um, just in that small way, um, which I think is fun. It's just one of those. Yeah. yeah. And on that note, multiplayer sort of changed my view too. In that like, I've said this before in other places where like, I would jokingly say Mario Maker made me realize how bad people are at Mario. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But seeing people like play with me in real time was really eye-opening because like to me at least I was like I love Wonder, but it's definitely one of the easier Mario's and I think mm -hmm. a lot of hardcore Mario people think that. Yeah. But then I when agree. I played a run played like a run where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna focus on saving people. Every person must get through this course. Right. Like you start seeing why people keep dying in Mario over and over again. It was really eye-opening. It wasn't just like the usual suspects, like they're not running. Right. Uh, it, like you could almost see like mental blocks people were having in real time, where some people were like, 
they didn't like to move while jumping because mm-hmm. it seemed a bit scary to them. Like, oh no, I'm going over this pit. Right. Like you could see the hesitation and how yeah. people were playing. It's it's fascinating. Like moving platforms as well. Like people like have a really hard time following like moving platforms. Oh, and they'll yeah. just like jump right over them. Yeah, or like um another really interesting thing was um you would see like how players would miss secrets that would seem obvious to you. Yep. And uh, I don't know, like it, this is this is crazy to admit to me, but I think one of the strongest parts of Wonder is actually its multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, it makes you approach the game in a completely different way. It's not just like not even just a oh, it makes the game easier. But like right. I went out of my way to actually max out the hard counter. Yeah, it took a long that. time. It took a long time to do that. Yeah, and. Oftentimes, it would actually make the game more challenging for me because I would get players who, like, were clearly not ready for, say, the Bowser world. Right. Like, they were constantly dying at every single wonder effect. And I would put myself at risk and often even die saving them. Yeah. But it's like, what's so cool about it is that I can play the game again online and get a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. Totally depends on who I'm playing with. Something I thought yeah. that was interesting with that whole thing too, with the with the heart score or whatever. There's almost like this separate meta game at trying to get a high heart score, like where you place standees. If you yeah. place them in places that other people don't place them in, if you place oh. them around the same places Clay, that people. This is, this is them. welcome. Welcome to Dark Souls. This is yeah, a, it's this is a huge thing. Yeah, it's like oh, I have to, I I'm having trouble getting hearts because my standee placements, or I'm not thinking about placing standees, so I don't get hearts yeah. or whatever. Yeah, sometimes like, there was a few times in like some of my runs mm-hmm. where it almost like I noticed when some of us had high heart rankings, we would start to compete to help the little kid, and it got to the point where um. I accidentally got someone killed that way. <laughs> Toxic we helping. All, yeah, like we were trying to like take our balloon, take our balloon, and he, dude gets an elephant, and he then gets hit. I guess it threw off his rhythm, and he falls off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that was happening enough where I was like, "Wow, I've never seen this kind of meta in a Mario game before, where you're trying to out help your opponents." Yeah. it's funny i I just think that online just being so generally kind and helpful is just wonderful yeah and i yeah i know i i first i was like oh i'm just gonna turn this feature off and then i had it on and i was like oh this is actually actually enhances my experience rather than takes it away yeah Uh, so I, i i try to keep it on as much as i could for me the online is the post game because i very specifically had it turned off through the whole game because i didn't want to see like, I didn't want any help finding, like, the progression secrets. Like, I wanted to find that all by myself. So I never turned it on until I had 100%ed the game. So, with the online being on and all of the game's content being complete for me in terms of, you know, progression stuff, going online and, like, helping people or, like, seeing how people do different things has been, like, the post-game for me. And I think that's very interesting. Um, yeah, and uh, 
Did you notice? Feels like there's like a lot of sections where it feels like they're really designed online in mind. Yeah. Where it's like they know, like they even showed this in the directs. You remember that flower koi where Mm -hmm. you have to jump on a buzzy beetle over the lava to get it? Yep. Whenever you go there online, there's like a bazillion sandies there. (laughs) <laughs> because and they're needed because i'll like wait there just because i'm curious and i see so many people just immediately die in that section <laughs> something i've noticed um i was watching some friends play the game and this is kind of one another one of those small like rules of mario things that i don't think about but i realized they didn't understand and that is um there's a start or a, there's a purple coin in a bonus room in I think world two and it involves some um, you know dash panels or whatever and basically you need to land on the last enemy and have the button held down so that you bounce higher to get the 10 coin and mm. there are so many people I've noticed who don't understand that if you hold if you have the jump button held when you land on an enemy that you jump higher off of it it's a hard thing to understand. I mean, yeah, like it's, there's it's like, like some people who try to time it. Um, oh yeah, that's something you see in Mario Maker a lot. Like I yeah. didn't get that when I was like making Mario stages at first, where I'm like, I don't get it. How is this hard? Yeah, it, yeah. Like so many people don't actually realize that you hold the button, right? But like when you think about it, not a lot of 2D platformers actually do that. Yeah, it's a very specific thing. Um, you know, Donkey Kong Country is interesting because that game you can't just hold it; you have to time it when you when you yes. land on the enemy and, and returns and tropical freeze. Yeah, and it's like huge in Donkey Kong. You need it a lot of the time in yeah. Country. Yeah, yeah. I think like the other country is just like, like a more hardcore platformer in general. I feel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. So like, I'm sure you guys have seen this in a bunch of interviews, but ever since Super Mario World specifically, they've been trying to make it so as many people can reach the at least reach the credits as possible yep like this could be like sort of fun for challenge runs but like almost every standard course in a mario game can be completed without running yep or doing those kind of bounces yeah it'll make some of them really hard yeah but it's possible and they do that specifically because they know a lot of players don't do those things yeah yep you know actually i wanted to get your guys thoughts um on this as well uh, i i don't think well okay thoughts is a strong word i guess i wanted to express my frustration um about one thing which is that the game has one save pro profile mm. oh yeah i didn't like that account which is unfortunate because one every mario that has allowed you to save in the past has given you multiple slave save slots obviously mm. you know this is a little different with it being a profile based thing but like a game like this that's so replayable or that you would actually want to play from the beginning like without having free reign on the map that you can't do that simply is like mind blowing to me. Yeah, yes. it's just no reason. It's just especially silly. like it's going to sound nuts and to be clear, I don't think it makes sense for Nintendo to think about this, but as you mentioned earlier Clay with the whole you can skip like the first three worlds of the glitch. Yep. So a really cool thing about Mario, at least for me, is that it's a series where oftentimes glitches can make the game better. Like, yeah, I think everyone thinks of like Super Mario 64 with backwards long jumps. Right. right? Like, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Or the Minus World 
which is actually like really World 36 Super Mario Brothers, but yeah. I'm not getting into that for now. <laughs> but um, like, I think it's super cool that there's even a glitch like that in Wonder. But that's also the kind of glitch where you there's no point in doing it if you've already completed the game. You want to do it on a profile. Yeah. So that means you got to make another account. Like, and maybe not to go online with, but it's still yeah. silly to me. Yeah. And then, like, again, this is another minor thing, but it, it made me kind of sad, is that um, I don't care so much about the timer, but the score being gone um, was interesting to me because even throughout everything, you know, the games kept that, and it was fun in the sense of, like, trying to do either, like, max score attempts or seeing what the highest score you can get on a stage is, or the opposite, like, low score attempts, like, how many coins, you know, you, we all saw those YouTube videos post yeah. Mario Bros. Yeah. use, like, can I finish this game without collecting any coins? What is the lowest amount of score I can get based on, you know, the end timer and, like, and not having that in there hurts a little bit. Um, yeah, I was a, I was a bit surprised. Is like, do you remember at the end of the Super Mario Bros. U, where like they had that post game scoreboard? Yeah. And I thought what was cool was like, it, back in the Wii U era, they actually like posted a challenge on Miiverse on you beat New Super Luigi U with the least amount of coins. Hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Apparently, I was like the first American or one of at least. Yeah. Who beat the game with zero coins. And I remember like people like DMing me, how would you do it? And I was like, you have to be, you have to be mini Luigi in Stone Crush Tower. And it's like, right. that was a really cool challenge. Yeah. So I was a bit disappointed that like Wonder is very much like it's all about the campaign. But yeah. Besides like not like recording that kind of stuff, there's no challenge mode either. Yeah. 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 It was like, uh, that was I, one of my favorite parts of you right there. <laughs> speaking about like the campaign stuff, I. I know some people like appreciate like oh like there's little fun side stories in the levels, but I, yep. I don't know that stuff did nothing for me. And it's I just, very it just slowed me down, and I just yeah. wanted to get to the levels faster. It's very talkative. Yeah, it, this game is the most talkative it, 2D Mario ever. It, it almost felt to me like they did it in World Three and Five just to be like we're justifying why we don't have a boss for these yeah. levels. Yeah, <laughs> which I would have preferred the there to be a boss in those worlds but i did like that world structures were shaken up like world four is yeah. very interesting because the in basically the entire world is open map and you're finding secrets and most of the worlds on the map so like there's this yeah, real so map clever. play element to it yeah it, i i even liked how they had like a zelda almost zelda like thing you remember where you talked to uh what were they called hoplins or something yeah there's like I heard there's a secret behind the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> you go there, like, yeah. whoa, there's a stage in there. Yeah, like, I, I walked up to that sand waterfall, and I'm like, I bet I can walk through this. And I did. And then I noticed afterwards that when you're standing in front of it, the controller does small vibrations to kind of <sighs> indicate wow. that, that, that something is there. Yeah, if you stand in front of the sand waterfall in World 4, there's, like, a small... There's like small vibrations that you might at first think, oh, it's just like the waterfall, but then you're like, wait, this doesn't really happen anywhere else. Um, and there's that secret shop guy that's in World Four Two, who's like, oh, yeah. I've got three Wonder Seeds, and he's like hiding in some spot that oh, normally yeah. you wouldn't be able to. Is is he like, don't tell them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like some very fun 
stuff going on with that. Yeah, really some, like... of, some of the talky humor is funny. I yeah. Just... But yeah, no, I'm... in terms of like the, I'm Poplin and I need you to help me climb Why did to I the top. To that little <laughs> hut at every world. Yeah. Yeah. It, it slows things wasting down. Wasting my time. <laughs> I actually really didn't like it in World 3, which was like, for, some, oh. for whatever reason, that was the that was the world with all my least favorite courses in it. Mm -hmm. And then it's like that Poplin. Not only does he pop up every time you beat the course, yep. it turns out if you replay the yep. levels, he will pop up and then comment on them again. Yep. Oh wow! Poof! And it's like <laughs> it means whenever you want to like play a World Three level, yep. it will slow down the pace just for him to go. Oh, you mastered your skills even more than he goes. And then he goes poof, and then leaves. Just no point. Yeah. There's a there's a couple of ones that that some some of the quote unquote secret exits. It happens a couple times in the game where the solution is to actually like go back to the poplin hut or to go back to like the mine. Yeah. At the end, um, I was like, what am I missing in World Five? Like, I don't get it. And I was looking on the the course thing. And it's like, oh, there's no check mark here. So I'm like, I think I missed something here. And I remember looking. When I was in there, I'm like, oh, those are blocks that, like, I feel like there's more to this. And you go back, and the blocks are gone, because they came back to mine them. And then... I it, thought that was funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's I, clever. I think it would have been I fun, even... like, once, but, like, it's used a few times, and I'm like, alright, like... <laughs> it's used in World yeah. 3, when you go to the, the final Poplin hut again. He's like, oh, you're back, something, something, and he, like, shits out an exit to the special world. Yeah, he's like, oh, try this trial. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, okay. <laughs> like, the the game is actually very... Uh, one other small thing is the game is very, like, weird about communicating if you found everything in a stage or not. So, yeah. like, Mario World, you know, you have the red spots on the map which indicate there's alternate exits. This game doesn't have that at all, which is fine. Um, but the way that you have to figure it out is, like, you have to open up the course menu to see if there's, like, a check mark on the stage. I, I yeah. stopped doing that after a while. I just couldn't bother. It was just it was just a, a little bit extra annoyance. And I didn't feel like doing. I bet they realized it was a problem too. Because did you ever notice like when you go to those signposts in the game? Yeah. Almost all of them are just like, make sure to open up the map menu. It's like <laughs> yeah. they probably realized in testing, oh, no one's using this. Yeah, or they're like, don't get lost. If you get lost. You can look at the map and like, yeah, oh, people are getting confused like, on the map screen. <laughs> how would I get lost in a two D Mario? Game? Like, how am I gonna get I mean, lost in fun in the in the you know the magma area in World Six? It's like, oh, it's confusing. There's so many layers, and I'm like, yeah, you'd be surprised though. Yeah, no, I mean, I can definitely see it. Um, that one even has a shortcut back to the top, like because you're yeah, like so like, deep. You... And you have to pay, like, a poplin for Yeah, it. and if you come from it from the other side, you have to pay another poplin, which I think is very funny. Oh, for yeah. the shortcut? Yeah, there's, like, a boulder. It's one of those boulder yeah. mm -hmm. things, and he's like, I'm only motivated by money. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, it... Which is interesting. The other thing that sucks for this for me in terms of replay is that there isn't... I, I, I know there was this funny tweet, right? I think it was... Uh, I, I remember who did it, but I'm not I'm not gonna say who it was, but they said something to the effect of like, why doesn't Mario Wonder have like a new game plus or whatever? And I was like, okay, that's very funny. Like, what are you on about? Oh, I know but, I know what person But the part of that 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 is actually an issue for me is that you can't there's no way to start a game with all the badges. Mm. So like if you want to say like from stage one you wanna be invisible, you have yeah. to go into the game, you have to find the invisibility badge, 
and then you can go back or like you know if you want to play the whole game using the the crouch jump for example you know you have to unlock that badge in a playthrough first there's no like you know there's yeah, no yeah, way yeah. to ha maintain that cool. i mean that's sort of how i treated my runs like i didn't start a new file or a new profile mm -hmm. yeah i would just go to world one like my third run was i played as daisy of the grapple vine the whole time because yeah believe it or not i find the grapple vine tougher oh it's it's it, really interesting especially with the corner boosts yeah and it's also it's not even like a total upgrade because yeah you can only do the air twirl if you're crouch jumping yeah with it. So yeah actually mm, that's interesting yeah that's so, actually really interesting so i just wish i guess that there was a way to like if you've if you've beaten the game or if like you've done the 100 percent on a profile or something that there there would be a way to but it doesn't matter because they don't have multiple save slots so it's like yeah. you yeah. have to I, so yeah i have i have a question i mm -hmm. i assume i mean i'm assuming they tested this but imagine how hard it must have been to test you have to make sure every single level is completable with every single badge even those oh. like difficult expert ones yep so they must have really just tested every single thing i'm right? sure oh, mario yeah. club like, went nuts yeah <laughs> oh, totally. like they usually do it's like sometimes to a scary extent i didn't realize till later playthroughs like um they make sure that jet run is completable with everything yep to the point where I was starting to notice, like in some of the auto scroll stages, mm -hmm. it looks like they have walls specifically so you can like give yourself a little rest if you have the jet run badge. Yeah, yeah, that's that right. that's actually pretty funny. And that I, I found that out because I found a a challenge that's tougher with Yoshi than a regular character. Yeah, which is uh the second airship, not the second. Yeah, it's the second one. So the airship in Petal Islands, the one with the burners. Yeah. So I was trying to beat that course without using a single cloud as Yoshi. Right. It's possible, but it's incredibly difficult because when Yoshi gets hit, he gets like sort of hit stunned and yeah. pushed back. So he can't damage burst through burst. He can't damage boost through all the burners because if you do, you get flung into a pit and die. Yeah, you just yeah he doesn't like recover well, until like, he's like on the ground and. Well, like if Mario, yeah, he'll lose his power up, but he'll stay in place. Yeah. So like I was able to beat it as Mario without touching a cloud using Jet Run. Yeah. Still haven't figured it out as Yoshi. Yeah. Um, so we've been going on for a bit, and there is one last topic that we surprisingly haven't talked about. Um about this game, which I think is very important, is we didn't even talk about the power-ups in this game. Mm. Um, wow. <laughs> um, so, we've talked about I badges, share... you know, all that stuff, but not the power-ups. Can I share one quick thought about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I love that there's no, like, wing power-up in this game. Same. Yes, I love that too, actually. Same. Yeah, they, they just become such a crutch in yep. the other ones. Even... even like I'm someone who's like, I'm I'm not like as good as like a Theorymon, but I, I'm I mean I'm I'm not bad at like Mario games, but even I will like use the the raccoon thing sometimes. Yeah. But if it wasn't there, I would probably be a little happier. Yeah. Every 2D Mario since Mario Three has had some like major one has had some sort of flying power up, with the exception of like what the first New Super Mario Bros. Yeah, and even then, like something that's actually funny to note is um. They even arguably started before that because when Hudson made Super Mario Brothers special, 
there's actually a flying power up in that no, game. No, that's right? funny. <laughs> but it's it's really terrible, like the rest yeah. of the game, because this is what it does. It lets you like swim in the air for like five seconds or something. Oh yeah, that's weird. It's which it sucks because all the controls in that game suck. Yeah. So it could actually get you killed, but I found it funny. I'm like, wow, even even Hudson was like, we gotta have a flying power up. Yeah. But like that's been a thing. So like New Super Mario Bros, we had the propeller hat, you had the flying squirrel suit. Obviously everyone knows about the raccoon suit and the tanuki or the raccoon tail and the tanuki suit, the cape. Um so when I saw the power ups for Mario Wonder, I was like, Oh my god, finally. There's no obligatory flying power-up. Now, that doesn't mean there isn't a certain power-up that you can basically use as a flying power-up. Yeah. But or like the balloon one? Or? The bubble. The bubble. Yeah, yeah. The bubble. yeah. You can like, you can do that you pretty easily. Skip, yeah, you can skip massive things with the bubble. You can pretty much go forever in the air with, with the bubble. You just oh, have to like cool. have like the one timing, right? Um but I think that's the cool part though, is yeah. that it's way less free than something like the cape. Like, yep. sure, if you're a Mario expert, you can, like, yeah. post a video about how you made, say, climb to the beat a total joke because you skipped the entire level. Yeah. But it's like, the thing is, if you try to, like, hand little Timmy that, <laughs> he's going to have, he's going to struggle to actually do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's basically like the game rewarding you going, okay, you know how the game works. Go and show off. <laughs> yeah. So I was curious what you guys thought about the power ups um, in this game. So obviously we have, you know, Mushroom, Fire, Flower, and Star, but the, the three big ones this time are the Elephant um, power-up, the Drill power-up, and the Bubble power-up. Uh, do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I actually really love them to the point where it was a lot like the enemies of the game, where I, I was thinking like, oh man, you could make a really good Mario Maker course with this. Right. Like all of me, like even Elephant, because like, I know there are some people that don't really like the elephant because it seems sort of plain in that you're just bigger and you have a trunk. Yep. So, like, on paper, it does seem like, oh, there's not a lot of interesting stuff with this. But it was when I started using it more and more where I started to really like elephant way more than I expected. Like, it may not seem like much, but being able to run over bigger gaps is yep. actually really crazy. Like, yeah. it's funny because, like, when you look at the elephant, I think the first thing that was popping in our minds of, oh, it's going to be purposely more awkward and unwieldy. Yeah. But no, actually, oftentimes, like, the elephant may be into a speed demon. Yeah. Or, like, I remember um, there was a conversation um, on the Discord. Ragnarok was saying, if you do the climb up to the beat with elephant, it's easier because the elephant is bigger. So that end wall jumping section is much harder if you're small Mario than oh, if you're the that's elephant. That's fascinating. Which yeah. is interesting. They were very well aware of it because if you do like the prince's recommendation badge for that course, mm -hmm. he recommends the auto mushroom. Oh. He does that because it makes it easier to wall jump because wow. you're bigger. And that's a yeah. feature. That's a feature yeah. I didn't even engage in, but they, they assigned a specific badge to every stage for prince's recommendation. Um, yeah, and it's like, when I realized that was the prince's recommendation, I'm like, oh, they did that. Like, they thought about the hitboxes there. <laughs> yeah. Elephant Mario. Yeah. Like, that was like, it's funny because, like, on paper, you don't think about that hitbox aspect. Yeah. yeah. But, and it's like, the closest I could think of is, like, people in Mario Maker would make courses 
where like they could get scary because you're giant Mario and like Super Mario Brothers one and it's like right and he blows up they get yeah stuff. and it gets nasty because it's like oh this big hitbox you gotta dodge the stuff that would be so easy if you weren't giant right but this but is like kind of the Nintendo, opposite <laughs> yeah Nintendo was like well what if we flip that on, our, on its head what if being big was good mm. like they constantly find really neat ways like I would. I noticed there were like secrets where like it was harder to get to without the elephant because of the right or the yeah. dashing. Uh, but actually, I think the thing that where the elephant really blew me away was actually the KO arenas. Yes. So um, the KO arenas, like when those were actually leaked, I wasn't really excited for them. Like, oh, like destroy enemy challenges. Uh, yeah. I, I I see people do that better in Mario Maker. No, they're way more clever than I thought. Yeah. Because they, they would design the enemy layouts in a way where, like, if you're smart with the elephant, you can, like, practically sequence break them with your <laughs> trunk. Yeah. They're or, like, yeah. They, they would be like, this enemy's in a specific way where if you jump at just the right height, your trunk will just barely reach them. Yeah. And, and with those, there's... I'm sure that it's possible to, to beat all of them with the best, you know. To get all progression items without needing a power up at all. Yeah, um, they actually they had to do that because well they have to make it so Nabbit can beat them too because Nabbit can't get power ups. Right. So like you'll notice like when they have piranha plants, yep, they'll always have projectiles or like things you can grab just so you can kill them just in case. Yep. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, then, I didn't even think about that at all. I think one where it also blew my mind. Um, this is actually where the string figure badge, the one where you jump really high but are constantly bouncing mm -hmm. through my mind. Yeah. yeah. So the KO Arena and World Six, you know, the lava world. So there's this part where there's a bunch of fire piranha plants and regular piranha plants coming out of pipes. Yeah. And you have to find a way to kill them. They're high up. So the normal way is you get the um the fire for I think the fireworks pop bomb. I might not be remembering. Oh you yeah get yeah. Just so you can just reach them. And it's like, oh, I gotta wait, and it's annoying. But they actually made it at just the right height, where if you have the drill hat and the spring jump, mm -hmm. you could skip all that and reach every piranha plant and bonk them with your head. It's oh, really difficult. Cute. It's difficult because there's projectiles going around, so it's really easy to get hit and totally ruin <laughs> the strategy. Yeah. But it's like, Wonder is full of this stuff where you can tell, like, the designers are like, we have this specific height in mind, so you, you can use this specific badge and play it in a totally different mm. way. That, I think, encapsulates why I think Wonder might be my favorite 2D Mario. So, in a sense, I actually don't think the game's as perfect as New Super Mario Bros. U. I, I realize how strange that sounds, but, like, New Super Mario Bros. U is really consistent with its level design. It's, like, yep. it's always going to be super polished. It's always going to have a really clear idea clear ending like it, it feels like at least on a level design level it's like a master craftsman at their work right what with wonder for better and even sometimes worse it almost feels like the punk rocker of mario or <laughs> like it will be like sometimes it doesn't work like there's this one course in world three sugar star run or something mm -hmm. it's like my least favorite course in the game because it's it's that one where it's in the sky, and if you get a Wonder Flower, you just get stars and destroy the entire level in a second. Right. Yeah. And it's like, even if you don't get the Wonder Flower, it's like, 
it feels like what like the worst Super Mario World levels, like Vanilla Secret Two, where it's just like right. here's the same enemy spammed, and you could just dodge them all. It's boring. So, but the thing about Wonder is, I think I like it more because it's less perfect in that it's the kind of game where not it doesn't always nail its idea every time, but at the same time it's not afraid to go so out of the realms of what you would expect from Mario. Not just like in terms of like the wonder flowers, but like to the point where you'll just be messing around with badge combinations and then you get your mind blown. And you're like, Oh my God, they specifically designed it. <laughs> right. Play this course in a completely different way. Right. Yeah, that's fascinating. The, um, like, and, um, to, and to go I back, I just want to go back to the elephant for one yeah, second. Yeah. Same. Uh, I also think the water stuff is really cool with the yes. elephant. Uh, I yes, think it's sorry. really just adds a whole new layer. Like, I think the elephant without that is like, obviously there is the, um, no, or not obviously, but there is the, the stuff that theory mentioned where it's more um, like the more advanced, like it's a little bigger. It's, it can help you with, with like subtle or cool ways. But in terms of the obvious stuff, like um, I, I didn't expect that the water thing was going to be in there. Or that it would yeah. be used in pretty cool ways um, as this extinguisher, as this like Mario Sunshine-esque blood-ish thing. Yeah, and yeah. even mentioned, like, ask the devs, apparently, like, I think it was actually the idea from someone who worked on Sunshine to add the water. Yeah, yeah I awesome. believe that was the case. So you have, all of a sudden, you have these flowers that you can water. You even have the silly little thing where if you have water in your trunk at the end of a stage... It'll water the poplin. Um, oh, that's adorable. It, you know, so some of the talking flowers have some funny comments. Like, um, yeah, there's one where, like, I think it's an also in World Three where, like, he's wondering how the water tastes. You give it to him, he's like, mmm, fishy," because it's that course with those dart fishes that pop out of the water. <laughs> yeah, so there's lots of detail and stuff with that, and and also the the trunk is almost like a strider move. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's almost. It, you know, this is gonna sound silly, but like, for some reason, my first thought when I was like starting to like do the KO readers and realizing just how crazy the elephant could be in some of them was like, God, I feel like I'm zero from Mega Man. Yeah, like you're cutting <laughs> through stuff with this trunk. Um, and again, yeah, the two block thing is interesting because that's another rule of Mario that people don't often know. Where if you're if you're running, you can clear one block gaps. Um that makes it even you know more um you know even even more significant um the drill power-up i really like i feel like it was underutilized compared to the other two a little bit um yeah it kind of just shows up like midway through the game which i thought was strange um you know and it's not like it's a hammer suit or something of that nature um and it like shows up like past the halfway point of the game, if I remember correctly. It's like after World Three, um, yeah, or is. around there. Um, and it has so much interesting utility, being able to like burrow into the ceiling, or you know, burrow into the ground, or go underneath walls and stuff like that. And it, I kind of just wanted to see more stuff for that one because I think it's really cool. So. Something I want to experiment more with regarding the drill mushroom. Uh, so I had this habit in my later runs 
right. I would take a drill mushroom and give it to new players because the fun thing about online is it lets you help other players sequence break the power ups. Right. So what was fun is like giving like new players the drill mushroom super early. <laughs> oh, that's it was fun. fun. It was. It's always funny. You could tell if they had never used it before. Because I would see them almost freak out. They're like, what is this? And they just start immediately, like, ground pounding and stuff. Yeah. But then, like, it also showed me, like, it almost feels like some of the earlier courses are made with it in mind, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, you know the drill kills bull rushes? Oh, does it really? (laughs) And, like, you can also, like, go underneath them. Right. To dodge their charges. Right. So, like, it started making me think, hey, wait a second. So they probably tested all the power-ups in every stage, right? Yeah, sure. Which, like, no wonder this game took so long. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's funny. When because... I played the demo of the game at Nintendo Live, um, the drill power-up uh, was, they, for whatever reason, the stages that they chose, they did include the the first stage that the drill power-up in, uh, appears in, which is, like, the in the midway point of the game. Um, yeah. The cave course with the, the stompy things. And um, and they didn't actually have the bubble power up to play with. Um, but the thing that actually tripped me up with the drill mushroom is like how it controlled. Um, it's definitely weird to get used to. Um, like getting getting used to like going in the ceiling and like mm-hmm. you know how you exit the ceiling or like you know you exit like if it if 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 you know if it gets if the ceiling turns into a wall, like you'll you'll exit it. Like it's 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 very interesting. Um, it's I feel like it's the most advanced power up, even with the bubble shenanigans. Mm-hmm. This is gonna sound weird, but like, even though like the bubble absolutely lets you skip a ton of stuff if you want to. Yeah. It also, like I said, it's the kind of thing where if you give it to someone who doesn't play Mario a lot. Yep. they're likely to like see the videos of people skipping levels and be like, oh, I can't do it. The drill is almost weirdly closer to a flying power-up to me. Not mm-hmm. necessarily that, like, oh, you can skip the entire level, but, like, you can very easily just dodge enemies with it. Like, it's yeah. the kind of power-up where you give it to a little kid. Once they figure out how they troll to the ground, they're immediately like, oh, I don't have to worry about all those spinies there. I can just <laughs> under them. The the, the drill sort of like how yeah the cape in, Ma- in Mario World's like right. Oh, I don't like that pit. I'm just gonna fly over it. The the obvious comparison for me with drill is is gonna be Spider Ball. Um, being able <laughs> yeah, to travel over the ceiling and, and stuff like that, which I think is interesting. Um, yeah. I, I almost I almost feel like the kind of power ups in Mario where you're usually like this is the power up so you can skip the hard parts. Right. There's more regulated badges this time. Yeah. Yeah. The badges are very much entirely that. Like, oh, you have the parish the para hat badge, now you can glide better. Oh, you have the midair twirl that makes you, you know, like partially double jump. Now you can cheese like certain things. Obviously the, the all the assist badges are like this. Um and the the only and the, and the experts even are to a point. They're just harder to, to use. Yeah, like the jet run. Yeah, was a really funny one. You know the first special world level, which also has hoppos. Yep. Which a lot of people constantly die because you gotta hop over the spikes. Yep. It mm-hmm. turns if you use jet run Yoshi, you can skip the entire Wonder Flower. You don't even need it. <laughs> That's great. Because you you got just enough space with the flutter jump and the jet run, where you can make every single platform. 
Yeah. Um, so we're approaching around an hour and a half here. So I think it's time to just ask everybody kind of your final thoughts on the game. Um, any last, um, any sort of last thoughts or opinions that you wanted to, to do? I'll, I'll let one up start with this one. Uh, just like last thoughts of the game in general. Yeah. Anything that we haven't talked about. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we've really missed anything, but no, I, 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 I've enjoyed this more than any 2D Mario game since Mario World. Um, I had a great time, and I definitely want to finish the other uh, special levels uh, at some point, though. Not right now, just because I have a lot of other stuff to play, but no, I had yeah. a great time. That makes sense. What about you, Theory? Um, so, remember how I was going earlier about saying, like, Wonder is almost like a punk rock of Mario? Yeah. So, like, it's interesting... Like, Wonder didn't turn out quite how I expected in that, like, it did feel like the logical successor of New Super Mario Bros. U in terms of level design. But yeah. Was, you know what? I just realized successor is actually the wrong word. So, remember how I said earlier it complements New Super Mario Bros. U? Yeah. So, and I think I like it a bit more because it's not as perfect as New Super Mario Bros. U. Yeah. That's why I think those two games actually go together so well. Yeah, that makes I sense. I think Wonder is actually like a less consistent game than you because I think when Wonder doesn't like have a like, when Wonder has a level concept that I think doesn't work, those levels really crash down for me. Yeah. <laughs> like it almost feels like, what was the point of this level? All I did was just get a star and beat the whole thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and with this, like it's not even a secret, it's right there. But when Wonder's at its best, it's like in the final level where it's like they snuck in a hidden shortcut just for races yeah so i think the reason why the games complement each other perfectly is because it's almost like they they're like two different sides of mario where yeah new super mario brothers u is like the really polished side of mario where it's like this game's never going to try and trick you to get a cheap death and the game's never going to be like yeah here's this nothing of a level just just uh, jump on a Lakitu and get this hidden Star World exit with the blue Yoshi. Well, it's not blue Yoshi, but you know what level yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> so, like, New Super Mario Bros. U is, like, very purposely, like, this is a really reliable game. Like, I think Jeremy Parrish was even talking about that, where he's like, it's a reliable all-rounder. That's right. New Super Mario Bros. U. Wonder is, like, the crazy uncle, where sometimes it will do something that doesn't really work. Yeah, but other times it will like reach this sort of brilliance for like, I never even thought about that in terms of Mario before. Right. Or like, there will be like, here's this section specifically designed so you can speed run it, but only if you have the drill and the spring jump. Right. Yeah, like very and, specific combinations in mind. There's one other thing I want to point out, and it's like not even really a gameplay thing, mm -hmm. but it just sort of showed me just how far this game went with going. Well, we had to account for everything. So there is an NPC, like El Poplin, near the end of Petal Island, where he's like, I found a note in a bottle. It's a strange letter that tells you how many Goombas you've defeated. Oh, right. And I remember, do you remember how there's that wonder effect that's like a quiz? And one yes. of the questions yeah. actually asks, how many Goombas have you defeated? <laughs> so it's not only that, but it went more mind-blowing, because after I got all the heart points... Uh, we actually someone asked in the Discord. We were like, "Hey, you know, I wonder what the maximum amount of Goombas killed is." 
And after my fourth run, I'm like, oh, apparently I've killed 960. Let me see what happens <laughs> if I get 1,000. And they actually thought of this. Yeah. When you kill over 999 Goombas, the game stops counting, and it says, you've killed over 1,000 Goombas. Right. <laughs> and wow. I went back to the quiz because someone's like, how does the game react to that? So if you ever replay the quiz, there, there's a certain set of questions where they'll... Or that sort of assume game progression. So the game's like, you know, how many badges do you have? And stuff like that. Well, whenever you, like, 100% of an aspect of the game, the quiz recognizes this, recognize this by putting an exclamation point at the end. So it's like, when it asks how many badges you have, you're like, one of the answers is, I have all 24 with the mm -hmm. exclamation point. Like, the game going, good for you. They did that with the Goombas, too. <laughs> That's funny. Like, they say how many Goombas you killed, and the correct answer for me now is over a thousand with an <laughs> exclamation point. And it's like, this Mario game feels like it is more built for replaying than any other. Just yeah. a sort of terrifying extent that they would even think about how do we count Goombas kills. Yeah. Of literally everything. And yet it doesn't yeah. have multiple save files. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I would echo that. I, one thing I just wanted to touch on, because we haven't talked about it yet, is that the overall visual and, um, you know, the visual package in this game is so charming and so mm -hmm. well thought out. Um, all the characters are injected with a lot of personality, like from the sleeping Goombas that don't, you know, hurt you because they're sleeping, um, to all the pipe animations, um, to the silly things that the flowers say, to... The really good posing for all of the jumps, like it, the, the the characters in the game look great. They almost created a, a quasi like sprite based feel with with three hmm. D models in this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, the music being pretty much all new compositions and stuff. I just thought that it has a lot of personality, and I was glad to see that the the Flower Kingdom wasn't just oh, you know, Sky World, Desert World, like everything had, you know some kind of thing going on with it. And that third world, which I know you don't like very much, I thought was very fascinating because that is not, that is a very atypical world theme um, for a Mario game. Um, yeah. I was very struck by it um, when I played through it. Um, so kudos to that. I, I really did. Um, I really do believe the game shines in that way. Um, yeah, that's like... It's like what I was saying, like, even though I feel like Wonder's less perfect, yeah. it's also sort of what makes it special, because the game's not afraid to fail with its ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, more memorable in that aspect. New Super yeah. Mario Bros. U almost felt scared, like, we gotta make sure this is perfect no matter what. Yeah. Even if, like, as much as I love that game, sometimes it can almost feel a bit predictable with its concepts, like... Right. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite courses in the earlier parts of the game, which is the Seesaw Bridge in the Jungle World. Yeah. I love how that course ramps up its difficulty with the spinning platforms. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, when I first played that course for the first time, I actually predicted the twists it was going to do. Because right. I was so used to how modern Mario level design was. I don't necessarily dislike that because I replay them all anyways. Yeah. But it struck me how Wonder was almost, like, even if the game isn't like Super Mario Bros. 3 level design-wise, 
Super Mario Brothers 3 is similar in that that game is not afraid to fail, even when, like, as much as I love that game, Super Mario Bros. 3, like, literally has some of my least favorite courses in the series. Like, right. the Picador Fortress, where it's, like, the worst Mario Maker archetype. Here's where it came from. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree. I, I also... imperfections. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot of the games that I love have a lot of flaws. Yeah. yeah. So, like... like, something that's, like... Like, the new Super Mario Bros. games are, are very polished and... I think they're very good games, but yeah, it's, I don't want to say polished to a fault, but like they're they're very safe in that way. Yeah, like yeah, they're great, great levels, like the best two D platforming levels out there. I think uh, it's, it's like yeah, very standard. I almost I don't know how to recommend a video through podcast, but there's a a really fascinating like Mario Maker video that came out like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. It's about the history of like troll levels in Mario oh, Maker 2. Yes. Uh not not the unfinished history one. I even mm. I haven't watched as that because that one's like six hours long. Oh, God. But there's another one that it, it, it even talks about at the end about how okay, here it is. I found the name of it. The misunderstood mischief of Mario troll levels. It's like almost three hours long, but it's worth watching. Mm. And at the end they actually featured a Mario Maker 2 troll level that got featured in an art exhibit. Is that happened? Oh, yeah. That's but insane. What, it, what's funny is I rewatched that video recently and it sort of struck me how much some things reminded me of Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Yeah. In that um how do I say this? It's uh Okay, so I feel like and we were talking about like critical consensus on video games and just like video game discourse in general. I think we all know that there's sort of a bent towards negativity, like we focus on the flaws of a game. Right. But seeing that video and thinking about wonder and how it compared to other Mario games recently is this is gonna sound strange, but sometimes I feel like flaws in a video game aren't necessarily a bad thing. They sort of elevate it in a way. Yeah, like even like there's some part there's some habits of wonder that we discussed that I don't like. Like say the silly stuff with how oh the alternate exit is you skip the wonder flower. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Yeah. But because that game is so unafraid to fail compared to like new Super Mario Brothers U, it leads to some really memorable stuff. Yeah, it, you're associated. Makes me think of Mar- yeah, that makes me think of Mario in completely new ways. Like, just from messing around the game, I could, like, how we're all, how a lot of us complained how Yoshi's, like, baby mode. Yeah. Well, after doing that, like, I'm like, wait a second, there's benefits to baby modes for expert players, because I found, wait, there's some stuff with Yoshi that I find much more difficult than Mario. Right, so it's not necessarily strictly a baby mode depending on the context that you're coming into it yeah so like because wonder is so unafraid to fit fa- to unafraid with the concept of failing it also is able to show you mario design in like a completely new way even if it doesn't make sense on paper like it doesn't make sense on paper that yoshi could be harder he's invincible right but then there's contexts where it's like, oh no, that pushback made that course way more difficult. Because now if I get hit, 
I get fried by the lava. Right. And this game was constantly like, the game was unafraid to challenge like Mario standard, like Mario preconceptions, I guess. Yeah. Um, Even in really subtle ways. And, and, and with that, you know, I think it stands, you made a point earlier, and I think that's a good point to end on, that the game um, complements New Super Mario Bros. U, and I feel like it also complements Mario Maker, like a lot of Switch games that have multiple series yes. entries on it, like Pokemon has multiple series entries, and they're all very distinct in their own way. Um, I feel like this is another example of that, where, like, Wonder is a different experience from New Super Mario Bros. U, and it doesn't outright replace it, but it complements it. And the same with Mario Maker. It's like they're very... Oh, absolutely. All different takes um, on a 2D Mario game. So I'm curious to see, you know, over time how those games continue to perform, especially New Super Mario Bros. U. Um, I don't necessarily think that New Super Mario Bros. U is just going to, like, drop off and fall into a fire now. Um, yeah, I don't think so. In terms like, of it... sales performance, but that was just to say that it's, it's a very distinct game. So... Yeah, and... I think that's what I wanted the most at the end of myself is I wanted a new way to look at Mario. And even if Wonder doesn't do everything I want, it absolutely delivered a completely different way of viewing Mario in spades. Yeah. Um, so on that note, uh, that has been the first episode in a long-ass time. Um, I want to thank uh, Theorymon for being here today. Thank you for ch chatting Mario with us. No problem. Uh, I love chatting about Mario. <laughs> Thanks, One Up, for being here. We yeah, finally got another yeah, another episode out. Um, so yeah, I'm sure we'll have something else soon. Um, maybe a sales episode, maybe something else. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye bye. Peace out. Yeah.